I think right now is one of the best time for become a chef because the world have offered the world to 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 people uh, in the industry. But mm -hmm. you have to understand how to defining the mindset. Need time. Time is the most essence. You have to stay in that business ten years. Might sound like a lot. No, it's no different. Ten hours. You know, suddenly you love something. Ten hours on. It's not good enough. You know, mm -hmm. I'm still working on something that I really love. Mm -hmm. I'm still learning. The word is. I right. still get inspired. Welcome back to the Well Now What podcast. I'm your host Savannah. Today's guest is the one and only Chef Sasori Lee. You might have seen him on Iron Chef, Master Chef, Chop Canada, or more recently, if you're on TikTok, then you've seen his son's TikToks where he brings his dad fast food and then he transforms it into gourmet food. So he's done the Starbucks cake bops and made it into like a really delicious meal as well as like a Starbucks Chipotle. Just watch them. I'll have them linked below. And it's the end result is I wasn't even close to thinking of that when I originally first saw the like the fast food meal so he's absolutely amazing it was such an amazing conversation digging more deeply into his career as a chef as a mentor a leader a father in this episode we talk about the real commitment of being a cook and how there's a lot of sacrifice there and how you have to put a lot of time and effort he emphasizes that it's a very very tough job but um, in today's time it's the best time in the world to be a cook especially in Canada because there's so many amazing flavors and opportunities and cultures out there just talks about his relationship with his three sons um, um, we also dive into how social media and media has affected his life and some some of the biggest advice he has for young chef. And then finally, we end the episode with some fun rapid fire questions where he talks about the best meal he's cooked um, since COVID and his top three favorite ingredients. I love this episode. It was so fun. I hope you enjoy. So let's just get straight into it. I'm so happy to announce that I'm joined by the legendary Chef Sasser Lee. Iron Chef Sasser Lee has been long an icon in the culinary world. He's helming three restaurants in Toronto, Lee Lee Kitchen and Kid Lee. And that's on top of serving as a celebrity judge on several shows like Chop Canada, Master Chef. He's had over 45 years of culinary experience under his belt. This feels like such a full circle moment for me. I remember watching you when I was younger with my parents and to now seeing you on TikTok with your son. It's so great to see you in <laughs> <laughs> and with the earlier generation I love those videos I know a lot of my friends do um, and as soon as I saw it I was like oh my god I didn't realize that you had like a younger son on here as well so I'm so honored to interview you and to hear more about your story and your background so thank you so much for coming on thank you you know it seems to me um, your generation is getting younger and younger and sillier and sillier <laughs> That's yeah. how I feel. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I, I want to get to know, you know, your childhood and your experience before becoming, you know, an amazing chef. And for me, I know that there's a lot of memories with like scent. So do you kind of remember your first distinct memory that involves food? Is it a specific meal? Is it do you have any kind of background of your first memory there with food? Yeah, there, there are a few actually. Um, street food is one thing, you know, when I when I finished uh, from school, I always save my money that my mom gave me for breakfast. And on the way home, I would, you know, in the afternoon, I would buy you know, skewer saute uh, things could be a braised meat, it could be uh, uh, any kind of like, you know, it could be chicken feet, uh, that kind of stuff I really love when I looking for when I come home. And then I would browse through 
uh, a market, the smell, the people, uh, and then the variety of things. I can see what I can choose because it's a sense of a freedom for me, you know, to have that kind of control. I have money, I have little small change. I can buy this, I can eat that. So I think that was really the first really encounter you know, understanding of value of, uh, you know, saving money, you know, when you're a kid living in Hong Kong, uh, I can use money to buy this. So that was the, uh, the motivation of uh, getting to know what I really love is food. That's amazing. Uh, yeah. Did uh, you have any family pressures? I know that we talked about that a little bit before the podcast, but for you growing up, did you have any family pressures to go into a specific industry? Um, or yeah, what was that kind of like for you? Well, well, my mom is a uh, is a uh, key lady for the British Army for the longest time. Then my dad is a uh, accountant. So you know, in terms of uh, motivation, education is very much. My mom was the one, you know, make sure I learn English, make sure I go to school. Uh, my dad was really the one, just you know, busy working, bringing uh, money to the family. But he is the one who really loves like gourmet food because he grew up sort of like an upper middle class. So uh, my very, very uh, memory, I still remember that taste that he brought uh, after the pay, the payday on the end of the month. He would always top it up with the family family's meal. Then he would uh, order food from uh, pick up from a restaurant. I remember one dish. Uh, saute with Chinese celery, mushrooms, snow peas, and also with the, uh, the marrow from the pork. And I remember eating that. I said, what is that so crunchy and so succulent and it's so, uh, you know, smells so good. And with all the vegetable, I, I remember asking him, what is that? He said, oh, this is, uh, you know, pork uh, uh, marrow. And I said, pork marrow. And then later on in life, you know, I starting to understand there's different part of the pork marrow. Sometimes the fattiness, when you cook it, it would just disappear. But this is the spine from the neck, the mm -hmm. pork marrow from the neck, where you split it open. <laughs> it sounds a little bit gross, but it's not <laughs> chef. It's such a, a very specific part of the pork that they pick as sort of like a uh, delicacy. So uh, I remember that so well. And of course, you know, Chinese uh, household, you know, weekends, my dad would take me to, I, I was his best partner because I love eating. So you take me to dim sum places, mm -hmm. you know, and also avoiding uh, at home sometimes, you know, quarrel with my sisters and, you know, so my mom have some quietness. So he's like, I'm the best partner taking me to dim sum places, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. remembering, uh, you know, stroller from, from different area of coming with, uh, you know, dim sum carts, the steam, the voice, the sharing tables, and mm -hmm. then look at people's food. And then I want that. <laughs> then, you know, black bean uh, spare rib came to the table. I asked for, it's just like, wow, this is That's so, amazing. Yeah. You know, yeah. just like so succulent, so uh, tender, yeah. so fragrant and so small, the dish. Yeah. All these memories really uh, have a huge impact uh, with a, a to develop a taste, a taste bud for Cantonese yes. uh, taste, for Chinese Cantonese, which is we are very proud because, you know, Cantonese are very, the word is um, proud of their, their style of cuisine because mm -hmm. you're surrounded by ocean, you have land, you grow things. Mm -hmm. So it's very, uh, it's very rich uh, in terms of, uh, you know, the agriculture, yes. you know, back in the days. 
Yeah. So I'm, you're talking a lot about, you know, the memories with scent and you realized from a young age, you had a passion for food. When did you realize that you're like, I want to do this professionally. I want to become a chef. No, it was, uh, you know, because of my education, I, I have not too many choices. You know, I, okay. you know, I've been working in the office. I, I don't know how to do accounting, which is my dad trying to always say, you know, you are so stupid. You're not going to do anything. You don't even know how to count. Mm-hmm. I remember trying to teach me homework. So I was really knowing my weakness, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, and knowing what I like, which is eating with food. Mm-hmm. Then I go into, uh, you know, uh, food and hospitality. And that's where it got started, which is my brother is the one who started, you know, in the hospitality mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, start living with him. And he said, you know, I'll get you a job. You know, I, I was as young as I was 14 years old mm-hmm. and recognize, you know, working with people, which I love because, you know, I'm very extroverted, surrounded by the same people who love the same thing, love eating, loves going out. He's like, wow, that's great. You know, I have all these young, because during that time, there are a lot of young, young kids are actually working already in the industry. So uh, I found uh, there are a lot of camaraderie and mm-hmm. brotherhood, mm-hmm. Uh, with, which I really enjoyed. You know, we go out, we, you know, party, eat, you know, and, and go back to work and everything we do, you know, same time. So and then, you know, there was not about really want to be a chef. Being that time, be a chef is such a shitty job. You know, okay. it's not a job that, oh, so proud. You tell people, what do you do? Well, I work in a restaurant. You don't even want to tell them you're working in the kitchen. Right. Because it's such a greasy, dirty, uneducated job. Okay. And how was that? Can you talk to me about moving up kind of in the food and restaurant industry? Because I'm not in the food and restaurant industry. And how does the hierarchy work? Do you have to do a certain amount of years? Or how does it work for you to move yeah. up? You see the difference between the uh, the generation now, uh, you know, the skill work, right? Because, you know, nowadays you can find information, you know, in all kinds of uh, secret recipes, you know, heritage, uh, you know, and also videos. And mm-hmm. you can show you all that. And, and sometimes you have the knowledge, but the practice is not there because, uh, you know, the old school of being a chef, it's all about the skill. You know, how many times, how many years you have been handling the why, uh, the knives, the cutting skill, you know, understanding uh, how to make a sauce, your sauce skills. So, um, so those things uh, really comes from the basic of uh, you don't really have uh, sort of that ambition, not ambitious. The word is uh, impatient. The word is impatient, yes. want to be, oh, I want to be a chef. You just Great. gradually, it, the set, the mindset, they already teach you. Mm-hmm. You have to work from this. This is, uh, you know, uh, you know, case of onions mm-hmm. you know, uh, is 10 case of potato. You just have to peel it and see how fast you can peel it. So this mindset is teaching you how to really get into that skill. What you committed, the word is time, right? Yes. Uh, cooking is all about time. Uh, they already have that kind of mindset to uh, introduce to, to your lifestyle, making sure that you enjoying uh, the process of uh, responsibility, you know, make sure you clean up, make sure you show up to work on time, uh, make sure the safety, all that stuff. It's not just about cooking, you know, the mindset of being part of that uh, skill. Right. So um, when you're learning how to do one thing, you recognize, oh, I'm actually very good. <laughs> They would say, okay, now you can do this now. They give you other kind of things to do. Mm-hmm. So it's slowly but surely, it's the knowledge that they introduce you. 
there's no such a thing. Okay, uh, you know, you go home and then you go on the internet and just like look at the photo. Oh, I know how to do it. I don't need to do this. It's not mm -hmm. about that. It's about it's almost like martial arts. You know, you have to have the skill and knowledge of understanding all the elements. You know, um, the concentration, the patient, and also being aware of, and also uh, you know the passion and compassion, mm -hmm. and also. Um, being loving some things you're so crazy about and you just <laughs> don't want to give it up and try it over and over again then again you know um food business uh you know working in the kitchen it just gives you a different mindset of uh you know learning about people you know learning understanding of uh you know how to work together what that means and also uh, a knowledge of knowing food in different culture you know a different way of cooking it, timing, color, smell, texture, uh, and also that really uh, the creativity process. So, you know, during that time, there's no creativity. You're just learning, you know, because they don't, they don't say that, you know, I don't want you to be creative. It's no such a thing. You know, nowadays you have jobs to say, listen, you know, you join me. I don't want you to be creative. I just want you to learn that. And because just a different sort of the way of uh, way of a different kind of freedom okay. in, a, in, in, a, in a skill that they don't uh, really, it's such a norm. You don't, you, people don't talk about it. You just learn supposed to be the way it is. Right. And, and how important was uh, mentorship for you in the food industry? And I assume that you're now in a more mentor role. So what did you learn as a mentee when you were growing up to yeah. become a better mentor? Well, you know, I, I didn't get better uh, being a mentor until I have children, to be okay. honest. Yeah. yeah. Um, Why is that? Well, I think um, now I look at them, look back to the younger generation. You, you know, they're all kids for me. And I understand how my kids gone through certain things, good and bad. What is their mindset? You know, as sort of like looking at me as this old, older chef, older gentleman, mm -hmm. the words he used to tell me, to say to me, what's the impact of his, uh, of his, uh, of his emotion, right? Now, um, because early days, you know, my mentorship, you know, when I work with someone, you know, there's, you know, back in, in, in Asia, you know, people just tell you, you just have, even you don't disagree, you just follow the instruction until he notice it's wrong. And then he say, okay, let's do it this way then. No such thing, no, no, it didn't work. You don't challenge your master that way. Okay. So uh, they would come back. Well, and also the master different, the way how they see you, making sure it works, that they're going to teach you. Then um, this mentorship with this generation is, um, is very different, obviously, you know, because their mindset, because they want to know right away and they want to have information. They also have their own research, which is a very good thing. Uh, but by the time you're using all this time to do that, but you're not focusing off your skill, you're practicing of your, of your craft, the word is. Right. So really into business in, in kitchen and in skill, you have to really focus on how to handle a knife, how to, you know, be aware of somebody who next to you while you're chopping or passing through you, you're chopping, or you're turning around, there's a hot oil going on. It's not only about learning about Oh, I just know how to cook all these little elements uh, to make it as a, as a chef that you really know your environment. Right. Mm -hmm. And do you think those make the best qualities of like a good chef? Like, what do you think are like the qualities that make a good chef is that it's not just knowing how to cook. It's being able to work with others 
Is it also the business sense of things or where do you learn the business side of running a restaurant? Yeah, you know, quality, you know, I, I think Canada is like one of the best platform in terms of starting one to learn how to cook. Mm-hmm. Well, because of our diversity of culture, yes. you know, and also the uh, very accessible going to different restaurants, uh, trying different things. Uh, you can see different uh, cultures sitting in the same room. So those are really uh, a great platform for, for people who love food mm-hmm. and also who love to try those food to make it because, you know, cooking is cooking. doesn't matter if you're cooking different culture. It's a process of, oh, you know, the onion goes in first, the garlic uh, goes in number one, number two, number three. There are steps, right? So, um, well, quality is also um, the aura of, of the chef. Okay. Uh, also, you know, keeping yourself, you know, our job is such a hard job. It's one of the hardest jobs in our industry. Yes. In terms of, uh, you know, lifestyle. Mm-hmm. and also commitment uh, and handling stress. So the quality of being a good chef, it's like what makes you want to continue to be something very good, the word is, and still be very interested. And uh, that is always the question that how do you want to get there? And also when you'll be there, I always say that to my chef, just stay there and let's not sliding back down or move up. You know, so those are the really mindset. I'm trying to mentor my, my chef. Of course, we talk about the aura of a chef. What that means is good leadership, mm-hmm. good languages, uh, and also, um, you know, your lifestyle. You know, they don't want you to look up, look so beat up when you come to work. And then, uh, you know, what does that mean? Oh, God, you know, my chef is so beat up on how I want to be in this business. Right. So there is also very important and also inspiration, you know, bringing them uh, ideas, you know, ingredients, even when I travel, <laughs> I want to always put something in my suitcase and bring it back. Tools, discovering things for them and inspire them to, so they have a continuation of interest uh, to get inspired from a master. Mm-hmm. Those things, uh, you know, you care about in very different level. You know, their physical being, uh, sometimes, uh, you know, some of their private life, if they want to reduce to need some help, to guide them as a father. Mm -hmm. Uh, And at the same time, you know, just telling them the essence of life or certain things in in the kitchen, uh, being a chef, what is important? Uh, What does that mean? Yes, you know, it's hard when you especially, you know, when you first started, uh, sometimes, you know, hard to find a boyfriend or girlfriend. Right. Yeah. Talk to me, talk to me about that lifestyle of being, you know, a chef. It's really long hours, a huge well, commitment. Yeah, yeah. But now it's way better, you is know, way better. yeah, it, it's different uh, because now, you know, there's HR uh, in terms of, you know, set into a tone of certain hours, people working mm-hmm. and also, you know, the breaks that they take, you know, how many days they work. So, you know, it's very different of a mindset than before, because, you know, when you're loving something as an artist, mm-hmm. you, you can paint all day and then you don't feel like it is, oh my God, this is work. It's, it's mm-hmm. a different mindset. Mm-hmm. And it depends on, you know, what kind of kitchen you're working, what, what passion you, what you wanted to learn, become a chef. I mean, there are so many different kinds of chef. The mm-hmm. chef works in, uh, in the conveyor belt to organize, to making sure producing for airline, uh, sauces from companies. Uh, there are chefs, uh, you know, private chef works individually. You know, there are chefs working huge banquets. 
There's mm -hmm. chef work in really fine dining, cafe. There's so many different mindsets. Right. But once you enter with that kind of uh, category, mm -hmm. you have to say to yourself, this is going to be your profession. You have to really do a lot of like your own work. It's mm -hmm. you got to be crazy about it. It's just one thing in your life that you really like. You yes. might as well go for it and go for yes. it and do your very best. And yes. not giving because you need time. You know, uh, if it's a young uh, uh, person who start in the early 20s, mm -hmm. you know, it takes 10 years, 10 years to also become become in the, in, in the circle, become a chef. Not really, sometimes not necessarily like a head chef, mm -hmm. but like a, a, a chef, not a great head chef, not a master, mm -hmm. only mm -hmm. in the first 10 years, you know, uh, lifestyle. Yeah. How has that affected having like kind of a family um, oh, yes. with a uh, card? Uh, extremely hard. You know, yeah. I often said to my wife, what do you feed them? <laughs> when, I'm, when I'm at work, what yeah. kind of food, what do they do? Where, where, where were you guys, you know, uh, when I'm working on these yes. hours? You know, there's a joke uh, in my mind. It's not a joke, actually, it's truth. Mm -hmm. My wife used to, um, you know, because they have to go to school mm -hmm. and then they, because like two kids and then they have the youngest one. And then the, she used to put their, the clothes that they go to school and then before they put to bed because yeah. next thing when they get up in the morning they don't have to get changed yes. so right away they are just like food and then they're out so I did not even know until like my friends start talking about it it's like okay. there's so many little things I said oh my god that's how they mm -hmm. you know kind of like you know uh, because our job is also the support system is very important Mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. your boyfriend, your husband, your wife, you know, they needed to support you to do the things you love. I, I, I still don't remember I ever have my wife call me all this year in the middle mm -hmm. of service. When are you coming home? Yeah. Never happened. Mm -hmm. So, you know, allowed me with that kind of freedom to do the things I love. And because she's an artist, she understand when you love something, you need time to do. All so, um, you know, of course, different generation you don't have looking at flipping your phone and see what messages and what what's up you know what's going on the distraction is so little it it's is, only yeah. fo focusing on the things what you do in that you know 12 10 hours or whatever that you're committed with your job mm -hmm. let's focus in that you what other things i can do the word is not right. saying what are the new things i can do something different mm -hmm. you have to focus on what you do i often ask when i was working Chef, what's next? What I can do next? And mm -hmm. then need, you know, there's a saying, you know, when, when the student ready, the master appear. So it's that saying, it's very true. When you're mm -hmm. ready, okay, I'm going to give it to you. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that mentorship is still really um, inherited in, in our, in, in my kitchen culture. Uh, you know, all my chefs really, you know, they, some of them work, uh, you know, over 18 years. Oh, they're young. I mean, my chef has chef been with me almost like 20 years and so now wow. he's only 40 something wow. so I mentor him for that many years and then i have not a chef 18 years those commitment is very big you know mm -hmm. um all their you know their 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 livelihood in terms of this it's it's want to be a chef and they see their result uh they're not giving up uh you know they have example uh, they also learning the new now and combining the old, uh, which is a very, uh, you know, special moment where it is. Mm -hmm. I think right now is one of the best time for become a chef because the world have offered 
the world to 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 people uh, in the industry. But mm-hmm. you have to understand how to divining the mindset. You need time. Time is the most essence. You have to stay in that business ten years. Okay. And you might sound like a lot, mm-hmm. but you no, know, it's no different. Ten hours. You know, suddenly you love something. Ten hours on it's not good enough. You know, mm-hmm. I'm still working on something that I really love. Mm-hmm. I'm still learning. The word is. I right. still get inspired. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's great. And I'm I'm curious to know how media, so using TV and social media, how has that affected your career um, as a chef? You know. To be honest, I'm so uh, low tech, you know, really low tech. Uh, And those things, uh, you know, I never want to get distraction. Even, you know, um, when I had my restaurant, I never, oh, check it out what people are doing. You know, I never do. I just do my own thing. You know, the most important people coming to to eat your food Mm. um, and and do your very best. And don't no distraction. In terms of media, of course, it's really great. You know, of course, nowadays, uh, you know, uh, you, without media, it's a different, open a different market mm-hmm. in terms of talking about to the world. I'm not talking about just locally. Uh, that it's really great. Like, 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 give me an example. You know, my son, you know, put me on, on TikTok. On the, yeah, on TikTok yes. <laughs> and, you know, and, and put me back on the map. And he's yes. so grateful that uh, we have such a relationship. And then... And also that I can offer certain things for him and he can offer things for me. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just a very great time for mm-hmm. this kind of, uh, you know, generation for me, mm-hmm. the old and the new and, you know, old become very new again. Do you and feel like you have a sense of reconnecting with your son doing these, these TikToks? Oh, all my son, I have very good relationship. With yeah. Him even though I did not spend a lot of time with a childhood reading them, you know, a book to go to bed. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the, my time is well spent with educating, with food, traveling, mm-hmm. talk about life and talk about heritage. Yes. Uh, talk about people. Yeah. You know, two of my son, the oldest son, uh, they did work with me. Yes. For over like seven or five years. So mm-hmm. we spent a lot of time doing business together. Jed. Jet is uh, very different because Jet never worked in the restaurant industry. So Jet has got the best part of me. <laughs> so, <laughs> so he does, you know, you know, I have more patience for him, to be honest. Right. <laughs> uh, you know, he's a smart kid. He's funny. Yes. Yes. Uh, he's just really, you know, get the best out of us, you know, the baby son, right? Yes, yes. So um, so very, very grateful. That's incredible. And do you have any advice for uh, young chefs or something maybe you wish you knew before entering the food industry? One thing being a chef, you can take your skill to go anywhere in the world. Don't think about, you know, where you grew up, where you suppose your life is going to end up being a chef there. Mm-hmm. You can go anywhere with different possibility of any kind of food industry that I have mentioned. Uh, you know, it, it's the door is open and, and you can uh, connect it to so many level and different people around the world in the same uh, same language, which is the kitchen language. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's very intimate that way. So I think that is one of the greatest thing uh, in, in our industry. I, I feel that, uh, you know, putting hard working and committing your time, at least, you know, like the first two years, give yourself two years. And, you know, you know don't forget that two years, it's not only learn about the profession, uh, profession being a chef, 
but just learning how to cook. But that skill is going to stay with you forever. I mean, how great is that? Like nurturing yourself, making food for yourself or making food for your friends mm-hmm. or, or your family. Just with that two years learning mm-hmm. is like the best skill. I mean, you know, we hunt, uh, you know, at the beginning of life, we hunt and we got to eat. So those are the things and cooking is one of those things, the only thing that uh, nobody and anything like animal doesn't cook. Mm-hmm. It's just human cooks, right? Mm-hmm. There's no any other thing can uh, replicate this. So I really feel that, um, you know, being a chef, uh, something very is a great treasure of, you know, uh, learning how to cook, how to nurture, take care of yourself, mm-hmm. to understand food. Food doesn't have to be, you know, knowing all the most expensive ingredients, just green onions. There's so many different kinds of green onions. Mm-hmm. So know that how to make to make something great or utilize it. Uh, it is very special. Uh, if you really, uh, you know, dig deeper to look into it, there are just so many, uh, so much uh, information of uh, coming from food. Right. I'm, I'm curious to know what is it like cooking for yourself versus cooking for others in a restaurant or for your family? Is there any difference there? Oh, yeah. You know, cooking yeah. for myself or my family mm-hmm. is always, you know, healthy come first and also good combination and tasty. And cooking restaurant, I have to think professionally how to process the whole thing. The team has to know how to do it, mm-hmm. uh, you know, in terms of timing is important because, you know, you eat at home. So you have more time to you know, take care of certain things, but you you have to commit your delivering uh, time that uh, when people come to the restaurant, it's part of our, our uh, word is our service, right? Mm-hmm. The commitment of service. Um, then another part, you know, the commitment of uh, understand how to delivering to the table. And one thing is our uh, job is one of the best part I love is the process. You can always see the ending. Many jobs that you know, they kind of throw around to different area. And then by the end, you didn't even know what it is. You don't even know what you're doing. Yeah. You see everything. Yeah. Right. So, you know, uh, cooking is like beginning and and even it's a teamwork. At at least you saw the process. My God, that's beautiful. I like to take a vulture. So, you know, there are a lot of feeling very proud that what you can do. Some people say, "I, I, you know, I remember you know, making my first cake, I said, Oh, my God, the thing rice is so amazing. <laughs> you know, all that stuff, it's, it's stuck with me, That's you know, it's just a great uh, satisfaction. Um, I was hoping to end the episode with a few rapid fire questions, if that's okay with you. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, first question, what's the best dish that you've tasted this past year during COVID? Mm, oh, quite a few. Actually, I was cooking uh, with my son in LA. Okay. I, oh, yes. Hainan chicken rice. I was like making that mm-hmm. uh, for my son. Mm-hmm. I loved it. I really loved it um, because it was such a family dish. My son loved it. My friend came by and they, they loved it. So I would say Hainan chicken rice. Okay. That sounds delicious. Um, what's the weirdest meal you've made during COVID or unusual meal? Oh, yeah, yeah. My the TikTok wife. ones. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> oh, she's a great assistant, by the yes, way. Yes, she's great. Awesome. She's so good. <laughs> I just discovered that uh, not very long ago. So yeah. anyhow. Um, so some of the TikTok meals, yes. The greatest challenge. Yes, so yes. I, I, I have to say, uh, because I always think about gourmet food first. Yes. 
And now I have to think about junk food first and turn it. <laughs> okay, so my brain has to be turned the other backwards, way. Backwards, yes. Backwards, yes. So yes. it's really a great challenge, and I love, okay. love, uh, you know, um, just kind of manipulating certain things and turn into certain things. So it gave me a lot. My son gave me a lot of creativity. Yes. And really enjoying it. Yeah. So I would say, you know, that that's uh, something is very weird doing TikTok. Yes. Yes. You know, turning gourmet, turning junk food. Food into gourmet. Yeah. Yes. Um, what are three ingredients you can't live without? Oh, yes. There is, of course, garlic. Yes. Yes. Uh, good olive oil, like really good olive oil. I okay. always have a few bottles from different area and I always love using that. Mm-hmm. And uh, another thing is a great seasonal vegetable. I cannot live without it. Okay. Those are good. Those are good. Um, who cooks the most at home? Oh, definitely. It's me. Yes. Yes. Okay. Is your, is the entire family, does the entire family cook or is it mostly just you? Oh, my son, you know, uh, you should check out his video. Uh, he's been cooking a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, Levi cooks a lot at home. Yes. Uh, he makes really healthy, yummy food. Yes. Um, he, even the other day, I was helping him to, uh, he first time he deboned a, a turbo fish. Okay. I had to, uh, on, on, on the FaceTime, teaching him how after that he was <laughs> satisfied. Yes. And it was so perfect the way he cut it. Mm-hmm. I was very proud of him. So uh, I would say Levi cooks, Kai cooks, and Jet's starting to cook now. And my wife also, she cooks. Wow, watch out. <laughs> That's amazing. Okay, um, one last question. If you could have any meal right now, anything sitting right in front of you, what would it be? Mm. Well, today I'm just thinking about having a great sushi, right? Ooh, yes. I, I just come, you know, come in and out with mm-hmm. my, uh, you know, right now, right now, what do I feel like? Yeah. I was talking to a chef friend of mine. Yeah, I would say sushi. That would sushi. be craving today. Yes, today. yes. Do you guys have a lot of good sushi spots in Toronto? No, yeah, no. we're just talking about Vancouver way more. Yes, so. and yeah, I'm in from Vancouver and there's there's so many good spots. So many great spots. Yeah, yeah I think do. there was an article that came out that after Japan, Vancouver is the hub for sushi. Way. Not even Hawaii? I'm no, sorry. Vancouver was up there. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Okay, cool. Yeah. Good, good, good for you guys. <laughs> Amazing. Well, thank you so much for your time. It was such an honor getting to interview you um, and to hear your, your wise words and wisdom. I know that I have a lot of um, chefs in my life and I know that anyone out here that's in, in the food industry is really going to appreciate um, all your advice. So thank you so much. I really, really appreciate it. You're welcome. Thanks for chatting with me.